Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I am located in the rugby dungeon with Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, Jonathan. And of course, down the line is Timothy. Hello, Timothy. Hello, gentlemen. Oh, of course. What we've done is we've faded Tim down. We're fading back up. Hello, Timothy. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Uh, will I ever learn? And of course, because I have not introduced myself yet, I am JB. You can follow us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, which is what, Tim? Egg Chasers Rugby. Soon to be just Egg Chasers, right? Something like that. I'm sure it will happen one day. Yep. And on Facebook, too, where you can find yep. loads of great content. So, gents, how's your Christmas been? Very good. Very good for me. Uh, very quiet, but lots of, lots of craft ale and lots of whiskey as well really so very good for me i got incredibly drunk yesterday and i'm really <laughs> feeling it today <laughs> how, how was yours tim uh, this has been the christmas in terms of alcohol it's been the christmas of gin um mm. no salt no salty kiss anywhere good Ooh. good not not so sure about that I, I, sounds like you've been a very good boy <laughs> <laughs> i do feel um well no i haven't been because there's one thing i forgot to do on our last podcast that would have been perfect pre-christmas oh. that i'm gonna do now however we got an email to contact chasers at gmail.com yeah from pete peter hayward shaw who is a listener from america he's he the is. guy that uh, created the quiz Fijian player or medical condition. Well, Dr. Peter Shaw, I'll have you know. <laughs> yes. He's also an author of a rugby book called The Passion of the Scrum. And he wrote us a, a poem called The Night Before an Egg Chaser Christmas. Ah, interesting. Which, which I, will just re- I will just rattle through now. So imagine this is Christmas Eve, okay? Okay. It was the night before... "'Twas the night before Christmas in the rugby dungeon, only JB was still stirring our favourite curmudgeon. What? The jerseys, were hung... <laughs> the jerseys were hung on the walls with great care from jaguares and lions with no room to spare. Phil with his laptop soon was there, flexing stats and biceps in his plush leather chair. Tim ran downstairs, just escaped from the container. Pre-taping his radio show was a real no-brainer. <laughs> the page... The patron saint from Namibia came running down the block, leaving zebra meat and Sari's caps. Boy, we miss Jacques. <laughs> Tim's empathy expressed, Phil smoothing all friction with quizzes and banter and JP's prediction. The pod is a gift for fans winter through fall, as sure as the sport has an egg-shaped ball. Egg chaser jerseys were hung by the fireplace upstairs with hoops and no adverts and salty kiss to spare. Nigel Owens popped in. A Father Christmas from Wales bringing cheeky decisions and much better ales. As Nigel sped off with his scrum sled of a sleigh, he yelled into the dungeon, just let the boys play. Bravo, 
Bravo. Yes. Superb. So thank, thank you, Peter. I think we might, we may have to get. Um, he said he, he's coming. From, he's lives in America. Can't make it to Spain. Oh. But I think we might have. I, th- I think we might have to furnish him with some kind of uh, egg chasers attire of some kind for we'll, that we'll, effort. We'll send him a tie and a bag full of t-shirts. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Peter. Thank you very much. We are contacteggchasers at gmail.com. Mm. Let's kick off, shall we, with what I yeah. think the most important result. Not the most important result. Yeah, the most important result of the weekend. Certainly the most impressive for me. Saracens Leicester? Nope. Uh... Wasps Gloucester. Mm. I'll tell you what, it's come to something, hasn't it, when we kick off with the Pro 14 and Scottish rugby. Edinburgh oh. beating Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. With 14 men and without Hamish Watson. 14 men for 74 minutes. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. That is a hell of a result. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't believe it. I mean, it was quite a boring game. Uh, not boring. It was quite a... It's quite a hard-fought game. It wasn't a particularly expan- expansive rugby, to put it mildly. But I love the Exciting, grit. Though. Sorry? Exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. In that kind of gritty way. Yeah. Mm. Well, when you're... So, in pretty awful conditions, as in late December uh, Edinburgh weather, um, and with 14 men for the vast majority of the game, and when Glasgow are unbeaten in the Pro 14, know, and Edinburgh are just... Edinburgh. Another yeah, another Pro Fourteen side. It was all. It was never going to be the most attractive game. But no. to to get the result is, it's real testament to that Edinburgh side and to Richard Cockrell. Yeah, I completely agree on that. Uh, and what's what's the name of the fellow that that got, that got sent off? I don't have my phone with me, Tim, because I lost it last night. It is <laughs> Berg, Bergen. That's, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I left it in a taxi, mate. Yeah, the majority of Glasgow's points were scored when he was on the field. <laughs> well, yeah, Glasgow scored after two minutes. Yep. Uh, four minutes after that, so they're, they're seven nil up. Four minutes after that, they, um, Edinburgh lose a man. Yep. And then uh, I don't think they did anything uh, after that. Glasgow complete implosion. I wonder if it's kind of the knock-on effect from such a hard European Cup for them. Possibly, but they they did at least in the last game in the European Cup. They took the opportunity to rest a few players because they were already they'd lost three from three. Mm. You, you can rest your players. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Just one of those on, on any given Sunday kind of things, wasn't it? And this is what's great about these derby matchups over the Christmas period. This is what the Pro 14 could be. Exactly, Tim. As I say over and over again, um, there was also another huge result which no one's mentioned, uh, and it is huge. Did Benetton beat well, the, the, Zebra? Benetton did beat Zebra. <laughs> <laughs> They've got one hell of a winger. Um, in I want to call him Espedito, but it's not. It's S something or other. <laughs> he is. Do we did the rank? Did, did we do it on the podcast? Or we did it, do it in the pub. Um, the ranking of really good yet slow wingers. So, oh no, <laughs> we did it on on the train to Dublin. Did, oh, we did. Yeah, ranking of slow but good wingers. Yeah, uh, this guy Fast is. Sorry. Past and present. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. let me think. Someone like David James. Shane Hogan. Shane Perfect. Ho- Shane Hogan's a great example. Yeah, uh, Matt Banahan, although he is quite fast. I mean, they're all quite fast, but they're not fast for the wingers. Yeah, they're not Johnny May fast or Anthony Watson fast. Or Charlie Walker fast, no? Charlie Walker. Yeah, well, this guy is in, is in that mould, and I'll be very surprised if he's not starting for Italy. Mm. Come the Six Nations. Really good player. Esposito. Is, is that how you say his name? 
Uh, is how it's spelled. I don't, I don't know. Zito sounds about right. <laughs> it's something like a... Uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, no idea, mate. Yeah, ignore me. Happily. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, the, the, a result I'd, I'd mention then, as we've, you mentioned a couple, the other one to mention that would have been off everyone's radar, most amazing score of the week. London Scottish 52. Oh, yes! 52. <laughs> yeah. 52 all draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually spoke to Jonathan Mills straight after the game. Well, no, I texted him because he put 52 all. Horrible game of rugby. I was like, that, 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 that is a joke. Because, of course, our good friend Jonathan Mills is now working at London Scottish as their forwards coach. And, and playing. Yeah, yeah that, that is... <laughs> it's quite something when you come to 32 all. How about... Uh, the fourth place team going into the weekend, or the third place team going into, into the weekend, coming very unstuck in what I would say is the loudest AJ Bell Stadium I have been to in <laughs> about three years. Did they have a few fans in? Yeah, yeah, uh, 7,000. Mm. So pretty, pretty good, good atmosphere. And Sale absolutely man shamed that. It was, from what I've seen, it was all Sale. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, first half, uh, you know. It was a first half bath were okay. Second half sales just opened up on him completely. Do, do you think this is going to be, or this should be the lineup with James O'Connor playing fifteen? Because he looked good at fifteen, and he can come in as a second playmaker, which is something you lose when you've got uh, Rohan. Yeah, I I don't oh, know. See Rowan, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know the answer because he wants to play ten. He's come Does he? expressly as a 10. Okay. So you stop putting him at 15. Not only do you have less e- EQP players on, on the field, but you're also going to be ups- upsetting Mike Haley, who needs yeah. more game time. It looks like it's their strongest lineup, but I don't know if that's something they're going to continue with. Yeah. And also, they can't really get rid of a- AJ McGinty because, one, he's excellent, and two, he gets a lot of kicks. Yeah. So, yeah, there it's a good problem to have. At the moment, but we'll see how good they really are next, next week when they go down to Gloucester. Mm. And Gloucester. Just one question. Just, just well, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to, to that in a sec. Just one question: Did either of you get the British Lions DVD for Christmas? No, actually, I didn't. I've seen. No, nor nor did I. I couldn't believe this. I didn't even bother putting it on my list when people asked because I thought <laughs> I'll probably get four copies. I didn't get one. <laughs> did you not? Yeah, it's no. a scandal. Maybe I'll download it tonight. No. I'm a bit disappointed that I've not got it. Yeah. Apparently, there's lots of o- Owen Farrell talking to the team in it. That doesn't surprise me. Lots of Owen Farrell doing practicing for his future role, which is England coach. Yeah, uh, doing some coaching. Him yeah. and him and Johnny just basically being backs, yeah, auxiliary backs and attack coaches. I could honestly see yeah. the day when Johnny Sexton is coaching Ireland and Owen Farrell is coaching England via Leinster and via Saracens, respectively. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that as well. <laughs> Write that on your whiteboard, Tim. That that? <laughs> yes, I will do that. Hey, uh, there was another Christmas tradition as well. Um, Premier Rugby dishing out a £60,000 fine to Bath for Tulupe Falatel, yep. officially now. Wow. Um, so that's like, you know it's the festive season when Falatel's getting, incurring Bath for fine. All right, I know I said this before, I'll say it again. Why not? Uh, reputation is reputation at, at the end of the day. Um <laughs> This should be counted against Bath salary cap if that's still yeah. enforced. I don't know if that's a you know, an old-fashioned idea now, but it should be counted against their cap. So not only um, do you have to pay the sixty thousand pounds, if it then breaches the cap, you're going to have to pay further fines in line in line with the cap. Yeah, that's the only way they'll take it seriously. Yeah, because otherwise they just 
pay the £60,000. Yeah. Though it might not yeah. matter from next year or possibly the year after if Faletau does go back to Wales. Exactly. Well, I just yeah. don't get this. I just don't understand it because the argument is you're weakening the brand of the, of the Premiership, right? Yeah. Well, it's only one game, so they really are kicking up a lot of fuss. It almost feels spiteful by Premier Rugby doing this. Yeah. Rather than actually meaningful in any way. Having international players in your league representing their country is only good for your league. Yeah. So, so I... Uh, un- I, well, I, well I, I, no, I, I, dis- I disagree with that because this is outside of the whole international structure of their international window. Yeah, but it's one game. I mean, I don't understand it if Wales had a series of six games. That, but one game, it just strikes me as a bit odd. But here's the other part, right? If they're making a big song and dance about the one game because it weakens the, the value of the premiership, why don't they crack down on training camps? Because if these players are away from their premiership squads because they're training with their national squads surely that's weakening the premiership too but they, they really... I, I think it personally i think it's less about weakening the premiership and and it could be just as much about it making it not hard and fast and black and white in terms of salary and money and and all of that it makes it shady how do you mean explain that well because you can offer you can offer a player that you you can go oh, well, i'll tell you what We'll we'll pay you a little bit less, but we'll let you go away and play ah. with your with your country outside sanctioned windows. Yeah, that 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 would make sense. Yeah, that's a good point actually. But there again, I mean, they need to be injured and they don't pick up the match fee, so it's not a great yeah. way of negotiating. No, I I think so. I think Premier Rugby are doing this kind of with honourable intent and to to in their mind strengthen the brand of the league. Yeah. The problem with it is kind of the point you were alluding to slightly earlier, Jay. I, they might end up cutting off their nose to spite their face. Yeah. Because if this forces Bath to stop releasing Tolupe Falatau, and that is what forces Tolupe Falatau to go to Wales, to go to the Dragons, well, then you don't just lose him for one game, you lose him for 22 games next season. Yeah, and that is maybe... It's maybe Bath's best player. And and it could be... He could be joined by Liam Williams, and he could be joined by Owen Williams, and Moriarty's already going back. So yeah. it might actually have a more negative effect than it does positive effect in the long run. Yeah, so I, I just don't see why they have to levy these fines. Allegedly, the George Ford, George Ford, the George North fine, which is like the original one. Yeah. Remember when Wales played Australia to see if they could get seeded in the World Cup? Yeah. That, um, in that game, well, they got fined, I think, 90,000 or No, it was 60. It was the same fine. Or was it? Yeah. Now, the rumour about that fine was... It was fined for that game and all subsequent games in advance because they couldn't, they couldn't stop him going to play for Wales. Hmm. I I like it. Maybe like every, with every year, if this is a tradition, the sixty thousand pounds, it'll be. You know how sometimes you, if you buy a house on the deeds, it says you have to pay a ground rent of <laughs> yeah, like leasehold one yep. shilling, one shilling to the to the town the mayor or whatever it is yeah it might be something like that it, many years from now this £60,000 will be ceremonial Christmas tradition <laughs> there'll be a, yeah a ceremonial what? enormous check from Bruce Craig to Premier Rugby yeah. where does the money go so it'll go to Premier Rugby does it I, I it's Premier Rugby that have fined them so if you've got an issue, right? Craig's of salty kiss for the Premier Rugby uh, Christmas party. Bloody yeah. hell, that's one hell of a champagne Friday. Um, <laughs> so, if you've A, got a problem with, with revenue, and B, with internal league discipline, why don't they get someone like a commissioner 
to levy these fines, but actually pay him commission as well <laughs> for the discrepancies that he finds. So he's incentivized to find as many as possible. Yeah, really clean up the league. <laughs> That'd be a great one for him. 60k, 5% of that, or 10% of that. Cheers. Oh, so listen, let, let me change subject slightly in terms of about cleaning up the league, leagues. Did you see how confused Phil? We've talked about JB's teams, Sale, uh, Treviso, RGC. Uh, and, and his former love, Bath. Um, but what, what about Phil? Phil's beloved Ulster? Did you see Les Kiss complaining about the structure, saying he's confused about the structure of the Pro 14? Oh, I didn't. The, the Connick. Oh, my word. Well, if, if he is, he shouldn't be a director of rugby. Simple as that. I, I didn't see the Les Kiss interview. To be honest, I'm trying to bury my head in the sand after this game and just ignore. Yeah. Just, just try and pretend it what, never happened. What was it? 53. That, that was going to be my point. I'll, I'll simplify things for Les Kiss. Losing yeah. by. 28 points is not how to not qualify for playoffs. Yeah. That's it's it's as simple as it gets. You lose in a derby by 28 points, 44-16, uh and you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. I mean there's no structure that can save them in in this scenario. Yeah. It's not good. No, I was, I was... I was, um, and it's fairly simple the structure as well. When it's especially when it's your job, you shouldn't be confused. Yeah, so exactly. I just want to punt it out there. Things that confuse Les Kiss. Well, yeah. um, feel feel free to tweet us at Rugby Podcast. <laughs> things that confuse Les Kiss. Yeah, it's... like what? Why do we only see one side of the moon? The same side <laughs> of the moon all the time. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he, he is talking like he works at CERN or somewhere. It, it is straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Les Leskis, I saw a great message on this. Leskis, and they said Leskis has his suitcase lock combination as one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really, he's a really bit of a master tactician, but he's having a bad time of it at Ulster. I've got to say. Yeah, not doing well. And it, it was a strong team. It certainly is. It should have been a strong enough team. Why are put out. Why are Ulster so weak? Because they're not a bad team, are they? They've got really good players. They've got a really good coach. They've got a great fan base. They've got a couple of very good coaches. Oh, um, all carrying a ten. Yeah, there you go. It, it's influential positions. It's a slightly more than that because the tight five is pretty flaky as well. So oh. you you strengthen the tight five. Like Hendo's brilliant, but the rest of the tight five is not great. Uh, and yeah. Fly half is a problem position, and ball carrying eight. We've got two pretty expensive South African ball carrying eights, who and we just can't get either one of them on the park. Ugh. Oh. Um, yeah, Leofano. What's going to go on with him when he leaves? What's going to? Who's going to step in? I don't know. And John, I tell you, who are in, in the same situation as uh, Ulster, uh, Worcester. What's going to happen when John, John Olans goes? Leaves? Oh, I think they're both trying to keep them. Oh, desperately, I'd imagine, but. I don't know what the situation because John Lance presumably is more complicated because um, Western Force don't exist anymore, do they? Oh, so does he have a club to go back to? That's a good question. I don't know. I thought he was uh, Alan Solomon's will know. Oh, do you want to talk he, about this? He will know. Um, oh, apparently he's signed for the Rebels, John Lance. Oh, has he? Yeah. So what's he going to do? Be second choice there or something? Uh, I don't know who's who's first choice. No, not not off the top of my head. Don't know. Money talk. 
money talks. We may not have heard the end of that particular story yet. So put, put stick a stick a pin in it, and we'll come back to it. I've got a question for you. What kind of brief did the Worcester board put together, meaning that the outcome <laughs> or the answer to their question is Alan Solomon's? <laughs> uh, available coaches. Available and expensive. <laughs> Mustn't have won much, won much ever. Yeah. Called Alan. Called Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the most disappointing news I've heard, I don't know, since I've been covering rugby. I mean, that's how underwhelming this it, appointment is. Well, so I was probably more underwhelmed by Leicester going back to Matt O'Connor. At least, you know, Matt O'Connor has actually won stuff and has actually done well and there's links to the club and, you know, relatively speaking, he's quite young. Um, Alan Solomons is 68, 67, yeah. That's, and has bounced around from club to club. Now, the one thing I will say about Alan Solomon, I don't know if it's just how it's panned out, if it, you know, if he meant to do it, he has taken on tough jobs. He hasn't had a single good job from what I can see. Yeah. So, I mean, there might be something in that, i.e., you know, he's used to taking on tough situations and he's the kind of guy that will do it. That could work in, work in his favour. But on the other hand... He is, he... he is rugby's answer to Sam Allardyce, isn't he? Sam Allardyce uh, is good, uh, though. Just save this team from relegation or just come into this... Maybe not Sam Allardyce. Who's the, who was the football managers that will always just go to to like struggling teams um, who need to dig out of a hole? Well, Sam Allardyce is that he's exact the, man. He, and he's, he's probably the best uh, example of that, as in... He's the most. He's one of the few ones that's successful in yeah. doing it. Whereas, like Steve Bruce, Pardew, Mark Hughes, not good, not good, not, not good, good, not good. Yeah. Do you know what I would have done if I was Worcester? And this might sound daft because obviously I'm not on the inside, and pr- I'm sure people that know better than me think this is daft. I think I'd have handed it over to Sam Vesti. Interesting. He's done a good job with with the attack. I mean, the attack yeah. is genuinely good. Huh? The, the attack is very good. Uh, and he's yeah, a there's, young... a, there's a big, big, big step up to being a DOR though, because the DOR is not do, actually doing hands-on coaching. Yeah, but why not? But... I mean, you know, the, the reason I thought this is because kind of as Phil was pointing out there with the football coaches, those five names that keep on moving about and they don't blood any new coaches. Well, if they've got a guy in situ, and by the way, what does this mean for Carl Hogg? Because Carl Hogg is always kind of promoted and relegated, promoted and relegated, continually. Will he just go back to his kind of normal coaching role? Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I'm surprised that they didn't line him up as a DOR, but, I mean, I might be talking out of turn here, maybe they don't rate him so highly. You have um, to assume they don't. Maybe he doesn't want to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he wants the hands-on coaching role. Because mm. some people don't, won't want to step up. They'll want to be involved with the lads on the pitch rather than kind of in the boardroom and in the back. Yeah, do you know what? I have got the most amazing plan for a rugby club. Who would ever listen? Who who would who would listen to me? Uh, I guess we're going to have to. Absolutely, because it's my podcast, and you've got to listen <laughs> to what I have to say. All right, <laughs> my podcast. Um, <laughs> what if you had a DOR who had nothing to do with rugby, with no no rugby background? Yeah, zero. Okay, zero coaching background, but just did the numbers, the salary cap, the scouting, the system, the processes, yeah. the contracts. Everything not money ball that money ball that bitch right yeah here's the kicker what if you just employed a woman the first woman dor would be the biggest draw for the media you would be all over the front pages and the back pages and you'd have one of the biggest names in sport 
overnight, certainly in UK sport. Interesting. So, it, so Australia have just appointed a woman as CEO of CEO of, yeah. of Australian rugby, haven't they? Yes, mm. which is quite good. But this is a DOR. Yeah, does all does does all the camera work? Does absolutely get them some get the get them from somewhere like KPMG or a big legal firm, HR background, bang, or yeah, or uh, CEO like chief exec, yeah, type background. It would be one of the best appointments ever done, and it'd be an instant success over, overnight. Could, well. It would be an instant success off the field. Yeah. It, it, you could see... What are you saying, Phil? You say you say women don't know anything about rugby. Is that what you're What's saying, that, Phil? <laughs> you that's definitely bigot. not what I'm saying. Racist, what? racist bigots, homophobe. <laughs> that's, that's our film. <laughs> what I'm saying is the fans would very quickly turn if results didn't come. <laughs> yeah, not, not, and I, I don't mean that for a woman's perspective. If it's a, if it's a man, <laughs> whoever it is, if they've got no rugby experience, the fans will just correlate the no rugby experience with any loss. Yeah, so they'll just that will just get the blame for for whatever negative performance happens. Yeah, I wonder what the Worcester fans would want at the moment: Alan Solomon's or my mega woman CEO. Let's just say uh, a high profile. You can have Karen Brady or Alan Solomon. Well, Karen Brady's a great example. Yeah, she's got the sporting yeah. background as well. There you go. So that, that's that's another that's another I'd, way that I've saved rugby. I'd probably take Brady. <laughs> I'd probably take Brady over Solomon's. To be honest, I think I would. <laughs> as long as as long as she's got a good coaching team. Yeah. Give me, give me Brady. Oh, let's talk about let's talk about another coach then, as we're bouncing all over all over the show. First ever French coach to be fired. This is, um, yeah, I think disappointed is probably my initial reaction. Um, and though mine's deserved, but then disappointed with the with the successor, I guess. Well, so France didn't have a good autumn internationals. No. They lost lost twice to South Africa, very poor South Africa. Lost expectedly to a good New Zealand. And then drew with Japan, mm-hmm. which is very disappointing. But before that, they'd shown bits of promise. Yeah. Um, and the bit, the bit I don't understand is, you know exactly what you're getting from Guinovez. Yeah. As in, he, how how many years has he been at the top flight? Twenty odd, more than twenty odd. So just to fire him after kind of what felt like three bad results or three disappointing results, even though. You you appointed him for a reason. He was showing some of that promise. They've slipped back a little bit, and then you fire him. Yeah, I well, want I wanted the consistency. I wanted them to stick to their their guns on the original appointment. Well, I think you, you can fire anyone at any time, providing you've got a good replacement. Uh, that that is another good point. Now, I'm not sure it's a bad replacement, but it feels like more of the same. It feels like an old timer. He's been around. Having said that. Um, Bordeaux on you know um, on no laughing matter, you know they're 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 a good team. So maybe they maybe they have got a good guy there. But do you know who who his assistants are? No. This is a staggering comment. Do you know Tim? Uh, no, I, all I've seen is Jacques Brunel. I've not read in, read the whole story. So I say a staggering comment because Jacques Brunel will be in charge. Yeah, and he'll be assisted by a handful, six, five to six coaches of top fourteen from the top 14 wow so not actual assistance so just... no permanent appointment no wow so that's kind of like having um on one day going to work and working for todd blackadder 
Next yeah. day, bring in your kit and Steve Diamond's waiting for you with his dog. <laughs> you know, I, how do you know that these things are all going to mesh? Yeah, that sounds like an even worse idea. <laughs> yeah, just mix it up. And Jacques Brunel, so the longest standing appointment I can remember of him was Italy. Yes. And he was, I'm sure he got a few results in that time, but he, he certainly never, there was never a big turnaround and there was never anything... I don't know. It never felt like it was a consistent upward trend. Yeah, yeah. some early promise and then same old disappointing Italy. Yeah, basically. Well, that's... Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, it, 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 yeah, it's um, it's strange, but then France are in a kind of... They've got to roll the dice and do something. But well, we've only got six weeks, seven weeks to wait. Mm. Six weeks to wait until we, his first game, so... Oh, God, and then more France rebuilding. This is going to take a couple of years for him to get into place and... It's, a, yeah. it's an absolute disaster, actually. Yeah, we yeah. need we need a strong South Africa. We need a strong France. Um, Def- definitely. Do we need, or what? do France need, a coach with a French passport? That isn't a joke. That is a serious question. Because <laughs> everyone else has appointed foreign coaches. Or France, with all their high and mighty talk about passport holders playing for France, are they? do they require the same thing from, from their coach? Uh, officially, probably not, but they will will most likely take the stance that it has to be a Frenchman. Mm. Why not the La Rochelle coach? I I don't even know who it is. Um, oh, I can't, his name is... I say La Rochelle coach because his name escapes me. I'm sure it's... Patri- oh, never, never, never mind. Um, <laughs> Patrice Colazzo. Patrice Colazzo, that's one. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, right. Well, what rugby did you see in the build-up in the in the few days before Christmas? We had the Boxing Day Pro 14 games. We mentioned Glasgow, Edinburgh. Um, saw it all. But of the, of the of the Avicii games, uh, what what did you enjoy? Me, me and JB on the uh, Christmas Eve. I think it was Christmas Eve. It was. It? it was Christmas Eve. Watched Leicester Tigers versus Saracens, which was an excellent game with a bottle of Moe. <laughs> True story. <laughs> JB treated me exactly. Uh, how very decadent. Oh, it, it was very decadent, actually. Uh, uh, champagne sauces, not flutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. I really enjoyed this game. So it's kind of billed beforehand as the two struggling teams in the Premiership, both on uh, historic losing runs. Um, and it kind of went as I was expecting. Saracens were... Mm. They started very, very strongly. Yep. Um, yep. And then... Leicester slowly worked their way back into it, and then Johnny May got red carded oh. for two slapdowns, two deliberate knock-ons. Which the first one was definitely a yellow card. I can't help but thinking the second one was a little bit harsh. Uh, and then Saracens just kind of finished the job, didn't they? As so was, as you expect, they well, would. I mean, from from memory, okay, because it feels like a lifetime has gone since <laughs> since I watched this game. But I don't think. Saracens score. I mean, if it, in terms of tries, I think it was two tries to three or two tries also. Two, two all. Yeah, it was the silly and discipline from Leicester. Yeah, uh, and that's what killed them. I mean, even uh, like the Leicester pack, I felt was well, well on top. Oh, the, the, the scrimmaging was brilliant. There's periods of that second half where they were just marching the the Saracens pack, and the Saracens pack when like um, Figolo got yellow carded. Yeah. So right, who's your backup? Oh, it's Vincent Kosh. Oh, brilliant. Right, brilliant. This, he will definitely solidify this scrum. Nope. Absolutely not. They, um, I, I thought Leicester were so superior in the scrum. And I think Matt Carley... Was it Matt Carley who was reffing? 
can't yep. remember. Was it? I think he had a bit of a nightmare because he should have yellow carded. Uh, yeah. and at the same time he should have given the penalty try yeah when they scored yep. kind of 20 minutes to go Leicester he, got that because he gave the penalty try he let off the um, he let off Mako from the yellow card whereas Johnny May gave the yellow card and the penalty try yeah right so so just briefly on this one um, uh, Matt O'Connor after the game and everyone pretty much said yeah that's the way games are refereed now and that's the yellow card how However, do you want a yellow card? Do you know what? If you could just if you could just rewrite the rules today, and not just because Johnny May got two of them, do you want that to be a yellow card? Yes. So if it's if it's a cynical slap down, so yeah, I don't think either of them were. I think the first one, his hand went down. The second one, I wouldn't have given a, a yellow card for the second one because um, I don't think. Where, it... where, do, where do you draw the line in terms of you know you're so explaining I... to someone why one was a yellow and one wasn't? What line do you draw? Right. So I think it's I, my opinion is it should be a yellow card almost instantaneously for giving away any penalty when you're defending your your, your own five meter line. That's so... like the opposite of let the boys play. No, I'm I'm I. <laughs> So, for technical, I'm a big fan of cards for technical infringements. I'm not a big fan of cards for violence, basically. Or, you know, things which are, you know, high shots and fisticuffs and things which make the game great. Uh, but for technical infringements, I'm happy to give yellow cards almost instantly for, you know, particularly if it's your second time as a team doing the same offence. Two offsides, second guy gets 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 a yellow. They'd soon sort it out. So, for, I have no problem with it. For the deliberate knock-on, I would I would say... Anything where there's a downward motion with a hand, mm-hmm. uh, anything where the the intent is clear and the intent is not to catch the ball, yeah. Or we know we know what a slap or lo- swat looks like, but yeah. we've all played rugby, so this is what doesn't get me like how fast it happens. Yeah, when a ball it, when a ball comes a- across you instinctively from. Ever since Johnny May would have been five years of age, and any of us would have done it, yeah. you you just you reach and you how, reach for the ball. And the other thing is, how many of those tries has Johnny May May scored? So maybe it's just his comeuppance for scoring so many in the past, <laughs> so many intercepts. Yeah. So I, I've got no I problem just, with it. I, I, but I do. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think the intent for, in the vast majority of those ca- occasions, it's just a motor um, memory, instinctive reaction, and and the ball comes across you, you reach for the ball. That's mm. just what you that, do. That's exactly what I think he did in the second one. I, I'm clear in the second one. He, he, It wasn't a deliberate knock-on. Yeah, and I'm not actually sure if a deliberate knock-on with no try-scoring opportunity warrants it warrants the yellow outside of the five, the five metres. Yeah, I if mean, there's no try-scoring opportunity. Yeah, it's just, well, knock-on. Just pen- play on. Or, penal- or penalty. Yeah, pen- yeah, penalty seems fine. What, uh, there, there was what I really hate, though... Um, Curtly Beale did it in the Autumn Internationals. Was this the cording stuff? Where he he deliberately slapped it down. It was a clear slap down. Yep. And then he said to the ref, no, I was trying to hit it up. I was like motioning up. I'd say, right. Come on. I, this, this is where I put, I go back to my, well, you double down then, Curtly. If you're saying that to me. Yes. We'll, we'll review it. If you're right, we'll play on. If not, it's a red card because yeah. no. you've slapped down and you've lied to me. I think as well, if you do that, you should have... You should have decision pending. Do you know the way we used to use the Jeopardy music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Jeopardy music should like fill the stadium. <laughs> Red card! Hooray! 
So yeah, make it like a real pantomime villain in that occasion. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Everyone, bo- everyone boos him off the field if that if if you lie and then mm. get caught out lying. <laughs> uh, tell you what, I thought uh, Munapola, that's the one. Yeah, was absolutely exceptional. Yeah, was best player on the park. That front row was were brilliant. Uh, I also thought Leicester. I, I don't know why they're doing it, but their back row has no balance. <laughs> and Matt, Connor do- Matt O'Connor does not like to change his team. Well, th- that back row is enormous. Yeah, but it's no but good. There's no, it? Yeah, yeah. But they're just three big lumps. There's yeah. no there's no dynamism. I'm there. still confused why Leicester fans think that Callum Afoni was the answer <laughs> to their ball carrying crisis. He he's not. No. I mean he's he's sluggish. He's just equally. I, let's 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 just remind ourselves that Eddie Jones thinks of Mike Williams as a seven and. It, had he not got injured, may well have been capped as such. I think you're right. I think that he would have been capped. That is astonishing to me. Yeah. Because every time I watch him, I just think he's a very, very poor man's Don Armand. Yeah, he's a very, very poor man. As in, I'm only really putting him in the same category because they're about the same size. Yeah. And, uh, they, and they both play well, back he's Well, he's a big, hard unit, isn't he? He's unflashy. I, I think... Um, Mapalangi, on the other hand, is a really quality operator. The thing, thing is, they've got a great guy on the bench in um, in O'Connor, the flanker, Brendan O'Connor. Yeah, I think it's a really good operator. I don't know why they don't use him. Has he, he not been coming back from injury? I don't know, but he was on the bench this week, and that to me is their seven through and through. Mm. Uh, the sooner they get they get him him back, the better. But other than that, the back row just looked sluggish, and it just didn't do anything. They've got another. In the similar mould to O'Connor in um, Will Evans, the young seven. He, and he started strongly, but kind of died died away a bit. He is a, a, a proper seven, mm. as in he's athletic, he's dynamic, he's got good hands, good turn of pace, can scavenge for the ball, but doesn't look like they want to use him. Yeah, I, I tell you what, hats off as well for the um, uh, Tom the Thompson offload for the oh round the back try for Tate. Yeah, <sighs> dynamite. Yeah, that was class. All ends up. Uh, how was how, how how was the game, Tim? What was the what was the atmosphere like there from the um, from the Tigers fans after the loss and from Mas O'Connor? <clears throat> the fans were not happy. Yeah, um, it, the, the atmosphere was electric. Twenty, just short of twenty five thousand people were there. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, which, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And it was rocking. Um, Matt O'Connor was really disappointed. I I think Leicester have got big problems. Big problems. I mean, yeah, their midfield axis needs to bed in. Then it's not, it's not there yet. And when it does, yeah, it was but... showing flashes. You know, it looked it, at times it looked very promising. They just couldn't quite. And the Saracens, even though they're on a, a losing streak, they are probably still the best defensive team in Europe. If not, they're one of the two or three or five best. You know, they're, they're up there. The, that, that the bit, the the most, uh, the thing I took away from that the most was. The reaction of the Saracens players when they won—it was like they'd won a cup final. The way that they were so—I think it was relief. It was coming out the other end of this horrible little situation. Yeah. But it, you could tell for all the talk, and I think they meant it that they're they're calm, they're not panicking. Like it was huge for them. Yeah, mm. I, I think you're right about that. It, it really was the it... the run of losses and. Regardless of what we've said about the Leicester Tigers team and the lack of balance and some of the positions where they're weak, it is still Leicester Tigers with half a dozen genuine stars, genuine international yep. players at Wilford Road. So it's still a good, 
a very good victory for Saracens. I completely agree. Uh, just while talking about Saracens, I've just had another thought, which is, why didn't Worcester approach someone like Sanderson for a DOR job? He might. They might have done. He's got to be. He's his name has got to be up there on a lot of lists for a DOR role sooner rather than later. Maybe in Sale Sharks. Who knows? Mm. I wonder if he'll go down that route or whether he pref- it'd be another one who prefers to be on the paddock with the lads. Well, do you know what? I mean, he's a defence coach ultimately, and I, as much as I like him, in the same way that I really like Andy Farrell. Yeah. I've now come to the conclusion that you can't give defence coaches any other job other than defence coach. Mm. Because I could coach defence, come to think of it. Like, <laughs> uh, you, as, you, as you keep reminding us. <laughs> line speed, enthusiasm. Line speed, enthusiasm. So, his, um, his, his CV is racking up a load of accolades along with those other Saracens coaches. It's much like Exeter Chiefs. You know, I'm, I'm sure Northampton would have half an eye on someone like Ali Heifer, but... Yeah. You know, you know what side your bread's buttoned on. As we talked about before, I think Alex Sanderson knows he's in a very good place at that organisation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Gustard has, has been taking training again uh, at Northampton. Interesting. Yep. yep. Conti- continues to do so. That's another guy who, again, they're all Saracens, all Saracens defence coaches. Saracens defence coaches are now like defensive coordinators for the Ravens. They all end up being a head coach somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that is another guy who I suspect should be uh, looking at a DOR post sooner rather than later. Yeah, if he's interested. If he's interested, of course. Mind you, who, who wouldn't be? There's only a handful of these jobs in the world. Yeah. So when one comes available, you best take it. But then if you feel that that's outside your kind of area of expertise and sphere of competence... Yeah, it's you... that Peter principle, isn't it? You get yeah. promoted to a level of incompetence. Yeah, and you feel that you're going to get found you could out. Be a, a World Cup... Like Paul Gustav could end up being a World Cup winning defence coach. That yeah, that's very true. Do you think Lancaster, if he had his time again, would take the England job? Yeah, I think he probably would. I think if I, I was Stuart Lancaster, yeah. I wouldn't take the England I, job. I think what you're trying to ask is, should they have given him the England, the England job? Well, not even not even that. Is should he have taken it? I'd advise him not to. Yeah, no, I, I would also. Why, do you know why you should do it? Right, because. All these paths have kind of led Stuart Lancaster to a good place. You're right. You would not have, we would not have known really much about Stuart Lancaster at all had he not had the England job. Yeah. Let alone would he be able to up sticks, go to Atlanta Falcons, embed himself in loads of organisations, turn himself into some sort of coaching guru, be living in, du- uh, in Dublin, coaching one of the best teams on the planet, in a job which he's made up for himself. <laughs> and I th- and I think history I, th- I think history may judge him a little bit more kindly than it than it has done in the in the sense that he has actually Eddie Jones could not have done the job he did without Stuart Lancaster doing some of the things he did mm. it, it, in in the pressure cooker of a World Cup I do Stuart, Lanc- Stuart Lancaster wasn't able to cope because he didn't have the experience to go to to know how to cope in that environment however Martin Johnson Andy Robinson um. Ashton, Brian Ashton, uh, Brian Ashton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Brian Ashton. I mean, Brian Ashton got to a World Cup final. It was a Mark Cueto try away from winning it. So maybe I'll take him out of it. But there was, there was five, six years in the wilderness. Stuart Lancaster laid the foundations that Eddie Jones has built on. Eddie Jones, if he'd come in instead of Stuart Lancaster, I don't think England would be where they are three two years on. I think they'd be, they might even be further along. You don't know, do you? You don't know. Stuart Lancaster undoubtedly did some good things he should get yeah. he should get some 
quite a lot of credit and probably more credit than he ever will do. No, I disagree. As an international coach, he, he, I've got to say it, he was an abject failure. Oh no, uh, he was, but he should get some credit for as, the groundwork that he's done. As a coach, as a you know, as a guy who you'd put into an organisation, I think he's top notch. But just not a good tactician. I think that's what you need at the highest level of the international game. You need someone to put in a stroke. Like he could be a good team manager, do you know what I mean? Or a coach of a certain aspect of the game. But the DOR or the head coach role of an international team, or even of a club team, as a club team, I'm not sure would just work too well. I completely agree. I do. I, I do. I, I'm not. I'm not disputing mm. that in any way. I just. Um, it wasn't his fault. He got it, promoted it's to Stuart the level La- of incompetence, and he did. He did quite well considering. It's Stuart Lancaster's real legacy: the ability for us to continue talking about his job <laughs> two years after he's left. <laughs> that's his, that's his real. That's a real talent. Well, seeing as we mentioned Lancaster, shall we just mention his Leinster boys and their victory over Munster away? I didn't uh, see it. Away from home. Now, I've not seen the game. What I have seen is Jordan Lamour. Lamour. I, right, have you got this hit? Can I watch it? Uh, Are you able to get it up for me? Probably. If not, just describe it. So, he fields a kick, 15 metres inside his own half, uh, beats the first man, beats the second man, and then just accelerates away. He is so fast. It, almost too... He made it look too easy. It was really good. Here we go. I remember who I... There you go. Fields the ball. Oh, one nice one step. Two nice steps. Feet. And then he's gone. Oh, my word. He looks rapid. Uh, and it's frozen. And your internet cuts out. Should do. I spent a fortune on this internet. <laughs> oh, there he goes. There he goes. And so that was 65 metres. God. He... Zebo just about gets across, but doesn't stop him from scoring. Too late. And do you know what I like most about that, uh, that game? Uh, is how Leinster and Munster... Dress themselves in block uniforms, block kits. Ah, uh, yeah. Looks like one of those um, schoolboy uh, birthday cards. <laughs> like a uh, table football. Yeah. Red men versus blue oh, men. Oh, big news down at the rugby dungeon here. Yes. Huge news. Uh, we're going to start putting out some videos soon, try reenactments using our rugby Sabutio kit, which oh. I have uh, procured. Have you got it? Is oh, it- you've, you've procured, yeah. You take, you take all the plaudits. I'm joking, it's fine. Um, no, I have. I, I was. I saw a, 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 a table football Sabutio set and tweeted a picture of it. Yeah. And JB was straight on to me going, "Have you got that? Do you, is that yours? Do you have that? Do you own it? Can we so, play it? Oh, no, no, I, no. I just saw it. It's. Um, I just took a picture of it because I saw it. and thought it looked cool. And then we, we made it our mission to try and get one. And one of our listeners came to the four again. And all I did is swap it for a tie. God, those um those those Bowden Bauer. Bowden Barrett's replica ties really go down well. Um, uh, I swapped it for a tie, and there we are. So it's in the post. Should be mm. with me tomorrow. So we'll, we can make some nice videos uh, and recreations of classic plays using our ultra high tech rugby <laughs> Hell yeah! So like when uh, Will Greenwood's got his eighty-inch uh, <laughs> touchscreen television. <laughs> Perfect. But we're, we're still one step ahead of Clive Woodward's uh, flip chart. Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, Clive. Uh, let's, I... Before we get carried... Oh, oh, actually, actually, I, I think that Jordan Lamore try is very good. I think there's two tries that were scored this weekend which are substantially better. It... But you can tell me about them after Tim tells you about Cornerstone. I've just put a bit of Toblerone in my gob. Can you do Cornerstone? <laughs> yeah, uh... Cornerstone, razors, uh, you, you order them online, you shave your face, they're really good. 
and they come every week for as little as £4. Aluminium shaft, that's brilliant. You can put your initials on it. I put mine JDB, although other, uh, although other initials are available. And uh, yeah, they just come to your door. They just get delivered. They're great. Uh, that's it. That's all you need to do. You go to, to call you know, us for, forward slash egg chasers or egg ten at checkout. You know what's really Boom. good. You know what's really good with them. Go on. Do, do you ever go on and play about with your uh, settings? Because I kind of go through some phases where I'm shaving like three, four times a week, and then uh-huh. some some phases where I get lazy and I shave kind of once a week. Do you know what? I've actually cancelled my cornerstone su- 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 subscription. What? Do you know why? Why? Well, I've suspended it. I literally can't get through the razors. I can't. <laughs> You've suspended it. Yeah, I, I can't. I've still got three boxes of razors up, upstairs <laughs> because they just seem to last forever. This isn't me just idly plugging them. They actually do tend. <laughs> In fact, that's why I've uh, got your. No, forget that. I'm, I can't. I can't say I've got your shaft. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, you have got. Well, my, that's what's great. Yeah, my old that, shaft. You have. You have got Phil's shaft. Yeah, You've got my old shaft. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got so many of these old uh, old razors to use. They don't. They they just don't get. But one. So it's even more cost efficient than you were thinking, and it's still cheap at four quid for a free shaft and six wonderful precision engineered razors. Get involved. Yeah, exactly. Using a mainstream shaving company is more expensive than developing a, a, a crack habit. So don't do that. <laughs> uh, there you are. Um, so the two tries I was referring to are scored by which individuals? Uh, I assume you're talking uh, Alex Lewington. Yep. And yes. one or both of the two. Well, probably the second one from Josh Adams. Yeah, I, I'd say that this game... What's the fi- what the find? Where's the... I mean, he's been on the radar a little bit, but not, not like this. He's bloody Welsh, can you believe it? I know. He's really Welsh. It, that is quite remarkable. So, he's 22. Yep. Um, and he was at the Scarlets yeah, before correct. this, and then Worcester have just picked him up, and presumably he's going to be firmly on Gatlin's radar. Well, I mean, it's a toss-up, isn't it? Who who do you want on the wing, Alex Cuthbert or Josh Adams? I mean, so Steph is, e- Steph Adams is Steph Evans is locked in position, even though he didn't have a good autumn. Yes, I think you're right. George North is out injured, yeah. and you're looking for your third man, and you've played about with Hallam Amos and mm. Cuthbert's Alan always Amos is in very there. Good, I think Cuthbert is, but why not Josh Adams? How, yeah, how exciting having. On one on one wing, Josh Adams, and on the other wing, Steph Evans. That is exciting. Dynamite. So I'm I'm all for that. Um, and do you know what? If those two weren't available, I'd then go to I'd then give Alad Brew a call. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I, I absolutely would. Alad Brew is playing some very nice stuff. Yeah, big strong ball carrier. Got seen yeah. up front in in um, in in the Bath game. Yeah. Why not? So the- I'm not I, I'm not I'm not knocking Alad Brew, and he has had some good games, but. That that right there is reasons not to be cheerful as a Welsh rugby fan. Um, Alad Brew had a brilliant game against, actually two brilliant yeah. games against Toulon. He's terrorising French teams down 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 on their south coast. Oh, oh, are we are we dishing out international caps for two good games or a few good games? <laughs> well, I'm not saying he's not having a good season. He is, look, but come on, Alad Brew, right and. I, I'm not saying. Do not. Yeah. This think, is not going on my whiteboard. All right. I think. Um, I, th- I think. We're, <laughs> I think we're saying that Adelaide Brew. If you've got kind of two or three or four injuries, he might be the fifth or sixth choice for but Wales. Like he, wherever he I'll goes, go 
with the exception of the Dragons when he was there last time round, he's been pretty much top um, top try scorer in every team. Didn't he go to France? Yeah, he did really well at Biritz. So, you know, he's always scored tries. He goes to the Dragons, which were a joke, and he's doing all right now. Mm. Yeah, he is. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I, I, director of rugby in charge of team who are staring relegation in the face after an important defeat calls for ring fencing shock. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is that what uh, Nick Kennedy Nick Kennedy's yeah. announced? I, I, do you know what? I'm with him, though. Uh, I think he's 100% right. Um, it's just unfortunate for Nick that when he was down in the championship, obviously he was all for promotion, <laughs> and you can't get rid of these sound bites, can you? Once they're out there, they're out there forever. <laughs> but I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm with him. I think, I think he's right. Yeah, I do think the most, the biggest news story coming out of that Worcester London Irish uh, game is Worcester are now ten points clear of Irish. Yeah, well, I, I think Northampton are going to get dragged into it. Uh, However, have you seen London Irish's fixtures for the next four rounds of Premiership game or five rounds of Premiership games? It's they've got Newcastle at home, they've got Sale at home, they've got Worcester again. I think have they? Um, have they? I think so. Yeah, it's weird how the fixtures work out because Sale had Wasps first day of the season and Wasps last day of the season. I don't know why that uh, is. Yeah, I, th- I think they've. I think they've basically got uh, Newcastle. Sale, Gloucester, all at home. Yeah, there's a win there somewhere. Three but, winnable yeah, games. They play. They play Worcester mid February, so in only a few rounds time. They've got a few problems. I mean, I I think that they're, I think they're packed as a lot of whinging. That that really worries me. Like <laughs> Coman and Blair Cowan are continually in the refs here, and they're just yellow cards waiting to happen. The other thing is their attack looked so stale. They couldn't do anything with the, well, with the ball. Just give it to Lewington. That that is the the and they don't do the that summation of their attack. Yeah, there's uh, the ball carriers aren't, aren't quite big enough. Yeah, it, it's more it's more their attacking shape that worries me though. I, I think that's that's their biggest problem. They just can't do anything with ball in hand. Mm. Um, in terms of those fixtures that you, that you outlined, I can't see them really winning any of them. Maybe. Let, okay, they... okay. Let me quickly rattle. So I, I do. I'm not saying I think that they will evade relegation, but it, well, next it, it, six fix, next six fixtures: Newcastle at home. Yeah. Then they go away to Leicester. They won't win that one no. in the uh, first first week of the new year. Then during the Six Nations, they are home to Sale Sharks. They won't win that. They go away <laughs> away to Northampton, home to Worcester, away to Wasps, and home to Gloucester. There's 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 probably four. Very winnable games in that. They, they have to win. They have to win all four of them. I think. So they, then they, Quinn's away. Then Quinn's away. So they need, yeah, they need fifteen, sixteen points out of those games to have any chance of staying up. I any think because yeah. Worcester will pick up wins, and Worcester will pick up four try bonus points, and they'll pick up losing bonus points. Mm. Yeah, Worcester playing very well. Yeah. So hmm, yeah. Oh. uh I've had a thought. Yes. Did I mention this on the last podcast about my improvement to penalties? The penalty Probably. scrum. I think so, yeah. Have I told you about the penalty scrum, Tim? Yeah. Uh, I'll leave it then. <laughs> Boo. Um, just before we get off, one more game I want to mention, just very briefly, just because of the sheer number of tries, was Wasps Gloucester. Now, I've I've seen the extended highlights. I didn't watch the full thing, but... Two teams that are looking very sharp in attack. Yep. Uh, neither team 
looking particularly strong in defence, but it made for a very entertaining game. Yeah, uh, Christian and, Wade in a scrim hat. What's all that about? Uh, don't know, but he was running very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Willie Larue actually looks like an international fullback he looked all right, again. Didn't he? He, he's the last couple after after having some awful performances earlier in the season. He's starting to find some form. I would say three matches ago he looked like a Wasps fan uh, <laughs> in a in a replica shirt. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now he is actually looking like somewhere near the money that they will undoubtedly be paying for him. Yeah, he's not worth the money. <laughs> Even on his current form. He's Philip, not worth oh, God, sorry, Philip. Uh, I've just looked at our WhatsApp. You have a quiz of twenty seventeen. I do. Did you say? I do. Should we do that now? Should we do that and then do next week's fixtures? We're rattle through next week's fixtures. That sounds very good. What a good idea. Have you both got pen and paper? Or no. JB, can you get a Word document or something uh, up on there? God, I suppose so. Tim, have you got pen, paper, something you can type your thoughts onto? Yes, I certainly do. Okay. So, 12 questions. Uh, this is wow. That Most of them are just single answers, so most of them are pretty fast. Um, okay. And this is to test your knowledge of all of 2017. So going right back across some of the headlines from the year. What a year it's been as well. Oh, have, have you gone? Have you been really organised and picked one from each month? I haven't, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, not that organised. It just happened. Oh, that I, I stopped at 12 questions. Oh, 12. Got yeah. You. Okay, let's go. Okay, first, earlier on in the season, who was the top point scorer in this year's Six Nations? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting one. Interesting one. Uh... Okay, I'll have a guess. Question number two. Yeah, I'll give that one. Number two. In June, Jeff Parling announced that he was off to Japan for six months, followed by a stint in Super Rugby. But for which Super Rugby club will Jeff Parling be playing for next season? Okay. Okay. I think I know that one. Question three. Easy one. Who did Scarlets beat to win the Pro 12 final in May? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Question four. Why did Alex Edwards and Sandra Wihongi make headlines in June? Say again. Why did Alex Edwards and Sandra Wihongi Make headlines in June. Okay. Okay. Question five. Who won the 2016-2017 Rugby World Sevens Series in May 17? Oh, no idea. Got it. Hmm. Uh, question six. Angus O'Brien... Was top point scorer in the Pro 12. Okay. Who does he play for? Angus O'Brien. Top point scorer in the Pro 12. Okay. Um, at the end of 2017, so this is question seven, end of 2017, who holds the Nelson Mandela challenge plate? I know none of these questions. <laughs> So it's which team holds the Nelson Mandela challenge well, plate? I know who doesn't hold it. <laughs> okay. Um, question eight. Three. Is, pl- that, is that more? Is that more or less? Um, 
revered than the JB Cup? Substantially less. I would say more. What? There is an actual uh, trophy or an actual plate that gets exchanged whoa, for this whoa, one. Whoa, 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 hold on. The JB Cup, right, is the rugby equivalent of Bitcoin. It doesn't have to exist to be, to, to be brilliant. <laughs> to be v- It's a virtual valuable. trophy. <laughs> um, question number eight. This one should be easier for you too. Three players transferred from Leicester to Gloucester over the summer. Who are they? Yes, I know this one. Thank God. Le- Leicester to Gloucester. Leicester to Gloucester. Three players. Yeah. No, three. Three. Two are yeah. relatively easy. One a bit more difficult. Is there a point for point for each, or only a point if you get all three? One point for each. Okay. Uh, in the summer, Leicester. Okay. Oh, I'm doing horribly. Okay. Question nine. I want. Uh, two names for this quote. Uh, there's a, there's a. So I'll read out a quote. There's a, a, uh, an official or a coach or a DOR or someone like that who gave the quote. I want you to tell me who that was, and it's about a player. Okay. So I want you to tell me who that was. One point for each. Okay. It's my opinion, but I have the impression that in certain clubs and among many players, cocaine is very popular. We've had the alcohol stage. Now we're at another one. We can't support that. That needs to stop. So, the senior person who made the quote and the player that the quote was about, please. Oh. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, question 10 who was named as fly half in the official premiership team of the season 16-17 done done Uh, if it isn't this guy the question's invalid (laughs) Uh, question 11 what was the last result Leicester achieved with Aaron Major in charge. So I don't need to know the exact. Okay. I don't need to know the score line, but who did they play okay. and what was yeah. who won? Uh, and finally, can you tell me the breakdancing DOR who guided Crusaders oh. to their first Super Rugby title in however many years it was? Yes, I can. I don't think I can. What's his name? Oh, yes, I can. All right. All right, then. Here we go. Okay. Okay. First question. Farrell? Yeah, so uh, this is top Six Nations point scorer. JB says Farrell. Tim says? I'm pretty sure it's Camille Lopez. Camille Lopez. I remember from your from Phil giving us the breakdown of that mm. in March. Camille Lopez is correct. God's sake, sixty-seven yeah. points. Well, uh, is Phil Tim's got sixty-seven points for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Question number two. Jeff Parling, where's he off? Otago. Highlanders. Tim? I've, yeah, I've guessed the Rebels. I've no idea. Rebels is correct. Uh, he is off to the I, Rebels. I, I, I did wonder. Question three. Who did Scarlets beat in the Pro 12 final? Leinster or Munster? Yeah, Leinster. I've, I've put Munster. Uh, they beat Leinster in the semi-final. Oh! Which meant they beat Munster in the final. Tim takes a 3-0 lead. This is this is bad. This is real, <laughs> real bad. Uh, it was. They were back in Dublin for, for the, that game as well, though. Um, question number four. Alex Edwards and Sandra Wihongi. Well, I think I think they won a World Cup. So you're saying Women's World Cup? Yeah. Tim? Sandra Sandra Wihongi. I'm assuming that has something to do with Karina Wihongi, the, the prop. So I'm going to say that Alex Edwards was a journalist who criticised her husband and they had a big Twitter spat. I don't know. No. No points for anyone. So Sandra Wihongi is mother of Rico and oh. Akira Yuani. Oh, Alex Edwards is the Lions fan who slept on their couch. Exactly. No points. For a blow-up medal in their lounge. Yes. Yeah, no points there. That was a great, great story, that. Yeah. Uh, question number five. The last year's uh, R- World Rugby Sevens series was won by... England? It was won by South Africa with Cecil Africa himself being the main man. Correct, Tim. This is not four really... four nil. Here we go. It's not getting any better. Question number six. Gonna... I think you're more confident on this one than I am. I haven't got a clue about Angus O'Brien. Angus O'Brien, top Edinburgh. top point scorer in uh in the Pro Twelve last year. I, I have. I don't. I don't know. I just guess Connacht because I can't think of it. They're the only one who's fly half. I couldn't think of. I, is it Scarlets? It's not Scarlets. I've changed my. I've changed my mind from Treviso. Cause it was all Scarlets. <laughs> uh, neither of those are correct. It's Dragons. Oh, I did know that. He, pl- it. he played at fly half all season for, for the Dragons last year. What? Uh, no international call up. Twenty-three-year-old Welsh fly half. Yeah, good for him. Mm. Who's been kept out of the team by? Uh, 36-year-old Welsh fly-half, Gavin Hanson. <laughs> um, Nelson Mandela challenge plate. Not South Africa, surely. <laughs> Tim, have you got... Uh... Well, I just I just guessed it was one of these trophies like the Calcutta Cup, so yeah. I said uh, Argentina. Argentina is incorrect. So, who have you gone for, Jay? Australia. Australia is correct. Yes! 4-1. Here we go. The comeback. Okay. Three players transferred from Leicester to Gloucester over the summer. Who were they? Balmain. Owen William. Oh, Will- Slater and Fraser Balmain. Yeah. Correct. I had Balmain, Slater and Williams. Correct, correct, correct. Three yeah. points each. Oh, that's no good. <laughs> um, so the best you can do is draw. So there are one, two, three, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, that's exactly. I can win. Oh no! No, no, seven, four. Yeah, JB can win. Assuming you get no points, Tim, JB can just about win. So I don't. It's happening. (laughs) The the cocaine quotation. Who said it? And who is it about? Uh, Oh no! It's two points for this. Is there? Yeah, there are two points for this. 
Oh, well, this could be a game changer because I've got nothing written down. I haven't got a clue. Okay, so I think it's about Marcus Bradbury and it was Magnus Bradbury. Magnus Bradbury. So, so, sorry. Oh yes, you're right. And Richard Cockrell. Richard Cockrell, you're right. Incorrect. No. It was Morad Bujale. Yes. And James O'Connor. Oh. After, wow. After his Parisian incident with Ali Williams. God damn it. No, I, yeah, okay, that was over for me. <laughs> so, uh, shall we... Yeah, we could. Pod. Yeah. So, Steno, I've got... Uh, so, I'll just go through my answer now. I've got Steno, I've got a win, a big win versus Gloucester, and I've got Scott Robinson as well as three answers. Tim, any... I said... Any re-raise? Jimmy Gopeth, the Anglo-Welsh Cup against Gloucester and Scott Robertson. Uh, so, you both get one point for Scotty Robertson. Uh... It wasn't Gloucester Anglo Welsh Cup. They beat uh, Northampton at Franklin's Gardens. Oh, did they? They did. Uh, no longer seems like a massive achievement. Yeah. Uh, uh, and fly half of the season was sippers? was Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Yeah. So Tim wins nine five. Well done, Tim. Well done on a hard earned victory there. Maybe even it might. Well done, well done, Phil, on a fantastic uh, quiz <laughs> and all your quizzes throughout 2017. Thank you, thank you. Um, right, here's an advert. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, that's your advert done. Um, shall we do our... <laughs> what, 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 was, what did you think of that advert, JB, on this occasion? I what thought it was brilliant. Uh, clear, concise, to the point, should ship a lot Should ship a lot of products. <laughs> yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, lots, yeah. Lots of products. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want your business in that slot, just let us know and we'll, uh, you know, and we'll hook you up. So there's an advert about the adverts. <laughs> Very good. You never have to UTA, yeah? Never. Um, right, uh... Let me just write that down. Right, that, that, shall we do um, our our predictions for next week? Unless anyone's got anything else they want to talk about. The only thing that's probably worth mentioning is CJ Stan. Oh yeah. So that happened uh, just before Christmas, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it and it's, 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 of course it's hot on the heels, isn't it, of um, Omani? Omani resigning. But the the first news that broke was just how much Montpellier were offering him. Which was allegedly eight hundred and forty thousand euros a year. That is a lot of money. I can I can confirm it's a lot of money. Uh, Montpellier are spending m- money like a rapper with twenty four hours to live. <laughs> it's staggering. <laughs> it, it is. Could you get around? Could you get around some of the salary cap if you paid a portion of salary in Bitcoin? Uh, Presu- yeah. Presumably, you could. Uh, depending on or any other cryptocurrency. Well, it well, depends de- when you. Yeah, the exchange rate at the time of transaction yeah. would probably have a because it's so volatile. 
if you yeah. made that transaction when Bitcoin was particularly cheap. Yeah, that's what I mean. And the player was willing to accept a potential rise in value of that Bitcoin. Or potential loss. But it'd be no different from paying them in FTSE 100 shares. Yeah. You know, well, they're slightly more volatile Bitcoin. Yeah, it is at the moment, actually. It's very volatile. <laughs> same, same, pr- same principle. Though. Or like, yeah. you know, paying a fly half in South African forms. I mean, providing <laughs> they want to accept the form and the volatility which comes with the form, don't know where that story came from. Yeah. Uh, well, there will have been players that signed a, signed a deal to come to the UK and play just before the, the 20% devaluation of sterling in 2016. Yeah. So, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, I guess so. If you if you if you're paid paid in any kind of foreign currency or any other currency, you're gonna have to accept some sort of fluctuation, I guess. Yeah. So there's no reason why they couldn't do it. As a player, I don't think I'd want that. Yeah, I'm not certain I'd want it. <laughs> because also, you well, maybe get part, you can maybe you can get paid in land in Africa somewhere instead. Yeah, yeah. that that'd be very not. I wonder if any team has ever thought of doing that. Yeah, interesting. We'll have to look into that further. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, so they've already got a fairly handy back row. Yep, they've already got a fairly handy squad. Um, it looks like he's going to be either back up to pickamoles or as a starting six. Yeah, it does seem like it, doesn't it? So, in, or it would have been until he resigned. Although uh, allegedly, and I don't know, I've not seen much of Montpellier play. Pickamoles hasn't quite hit his straps yet. Uh. I don't know. I'm not sure about well the games I've seen. He has looked good, mm. um, in the same way that Pickamol's always looks good because he he just does so much. I miss him so much. He should have stayed at the state of the Premiership. I know, such a shame. Mm. Shame for the league. Uh, yeah. So great news for Irish rugby. I think it's a good news. I think it's very good news for Steve, CJ Stander. Yes. Head head turning many. Yes, but ultimately, you know he. Has a bit of a reputation anyway with pe- from people like Tim, uh, and I think his reputation would have been utter mud if he'd have gone to France. Rightly so, I think. <laughs> if mm. he'd have gone, it's hot. Uh, it's not. Yeah, I guess so. It's the island jersey that messes things up, really. Yeah, if yeah. it's just another back row, it'd be fine. But because yeah. if of the residency ju- rules and all yeah. the rest of it, it yeah, it, yeah. If he was just another South African back row playing his trade at a regional club, then that's one thing. Because he's got uh, Ireland and then the British and Irish. Uh, I was going to say the Lions. I think added to that because yeah, we've, that's a huge once in a lifetime thing for many people. And uh, a player who you may, you may if you're lucky. Oh no, that's the opposing players. But if you're if you're lucky, you you may get that once in a lifetime, and that's the pinnacle. Yeah. And um, yeah, you might have had someone feeling very hard done by. Agreed, definitely. Fixtures. Do it. Do it. So, Pro 14, we've got the uh, derby matches again. Okay. So, Zebra play Benetton. Uh, this is Saturday the 30th at 2pm. I I can't see us going any other way than Benetton spanking Zebra again. Your beloved Benetton. Yeah, they're too good. They've got Dean Mum back, back in the lineup. Um, they're, they're just a good side. Then, 3.15, Glasgow versus Edinburgh. Uh this is an intriguing one. I can see this being an absolute hammering for Edinburgh. I, I, so, you say um, Edinburgh played 74 minutes with 14 men yeah. and won. 
there is no way that even with 15, you could give Edinburgh 16 men this week, I think, <laughs> and, and Glasgow is still going to win. Agreed. Agreed. And do Edinburgh go back, do they turn back to what they know works them and only start the game with 14? <laughs> well, so you have to go for a more simple uh, game plan when you've got 14 men. Yeah. You keep it tight, you kick a lot, you kick chase, energy follow that game plan don't try and play anything other than what you played with 14 men do you know what the sad thing is about this situation they find themselves in this is actually exactly what Alan Solomons would have told them to do (laughs) and it's not another knock on Alan Solomons this is how he plays his rugby (laughs) yeah so big win for Glasgow that's going to be yep then uh, 3.15 on the 31st yep just as you're getting glamming yourself up to go out JB Cardiff Blues host Scarlets. Uh, Cardiff Blues, Scarlets, please. Give me Scarlets. I tell you what, I watched. Yeah, I watched most of the uh, Dragons, Cardiff game. Yes. Pretty ropey conditions. It actually became quite an interesting game because Dragons scored a couple of late tries to make it. Dragons are slowly like they're still a bad team, and they still have got not very good players. It did feel like two bad teams. In yeah, all well, that's kind of what it feels like, isn't it? Watching um, that Welsh, that particular Welsh derby. But there is confidence around the club. And it's weird, though, even with the same players, just the news of reinforcements has seemed to shake shaken them up gives, a bit. Yeah, gives everyone the boost. So, uh, yeah. So uh, we're saying Scarlet. Uh, yeah, Scarlet's with a big win, I hope. Then yeah. uh, 5.35, Dragons host Ospreys. Dragons host Ospreys. Ospreys should win this. Ospreys. Yeah. But I hope, I dearly hope Dragons do. I think Ospreys will win. Then on Monday the 1st, when you're nursing a hangover, JB, yeah. Leinster, so 3.15, Leinster host Connacht, and this, I think this will be a, a comfortable home win. Really? Even though Connacht hammered Ulster? Yeah. Don't read anything into anyone hammering Leinster Ulster. Leinster at home, isn't it? Yeah, Leinster at home, and then Ulster hosting Munster, which uh, I just have no confidence at all. Oh dear, poor Phil. <laughs> Uh, and that, is that it? Have you missed? Oh, the Cheetahs play, of course. No. What? So they didn't play this weekend, just gone, and they're not playing next weekend. So when do they fit their derbies in? I don't know. I mean, everyone European was... week. They are playing a derby. Ah, yes, that's a good point, Ooh. Tim. So they're playing, yeah, thirteenth and twentieth of January, which will be the European, the yeah European Champions Cup. Weeks. Yeah, we'll all be looking forward to that. Yeah. It's worth just it's worth just highlighting what a great couple of weeks this is for rugby clubs up and down the land in, in the leagues as you move down from the top tier because you know there's some brilliant derby matches Doncaster v uh, well, I was going to say Leeds but Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Carnegie um, is, is, a, is a tasty game and then you've got uh, this one caught my eye as well Mysteg versus Mysteg Harlequins in the Swalek Welsh <laughs> National Division 1 why did that catch your eye exactly? Because it's my steak v my steak Harlequin. Oh, just, right. I just love. Yeah, yeah. The, I love all the derby matches, like Colwyn Bay versus Landudno. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. So um. Yeah. So so I always play in one of these games. I I either play for Landudno, um, when there's like a Boxing Day game on, or I'll play for Colwyn Bay. And if things fall right, I'll play both, because yeah. I just can. Right. These just you know the Boxing Day games that they play vets or whatever. How poor is this? How utterly piss poor is this? 
Coleman Bay had uh, were organising their Boxing Day game, which I've been going to now for the past five years. Yeah. Not only could they not raise the team, well, they could raise the team. The lads came down. The committee did not even open the bar. They wouldn't give them the keys <laughs> to the clubhouse, only to the changing rooms. So, uh, yeah, playing on all your houses, Conway Committee. <laughs> Absolute disgraceful behaviour for a, a grand club who, quite frankly, deserve better than what you idiots are, 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 are actually providing them. So, no game for JB? Yeah, no game, but message sense. <laughs> Very much so. Oh. Right. Uh, let's get to the Avicii then. Avicii. So, Friday night, we've got uh, 7.45, Bath versus Wasps. Ooh. Now, I think this will be an interesting game. Yeah. I I think Bath's luck has run out, basically. There's Should a... this be our Las Vegas game of the week, looking at the fixtures? Should we not go for the... Uh, yeah, maybe this is the, the game of the week. Um, do you want to be... All right, Leo, LeoVegas.com is uh, our, our partners, our friends. Brilliant rugby betting options. Get the mobile app. It's dead quick. It's as quick as that um, that lad for Leinster. What's his name? Jordan Lamour. Lamour. It's it's that quick, and they've got the best uh, range of betting. They and love they actually have answer. rugby odds. You actually don't have to struggle to find them, which, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, it's genuinely very good. We, we don't listen. Just uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll hear a lot of people do these little liners for various products and things, and that is how you cover costs, and it's is how you keep things going and keep the machine working. Mm-hmm. Um, and but more. we we are very very careful about who we work with so we, we will never I'm not pro- we will never pro- <laughs> I, I, if I could I will never promote something I don't believe in wholeheartedly I, oh if I could have cigarettes sponsoring this dungeon right <laughs> I'd have weapons companies or big oil yeah big oil I, I, I would take money from Scientology I, <laughs> I would I would take any money to get uh, of, uh, of, of this podcast, but yes, you are you are more judicious than, than me, Tim. <laughs> I spy an idea for 2018, like seeing trying to test JB's boundaries. Kim Jong Un gets in touch with a uh, yeah yeah with sponsorship. You could yeah. have you could have the right. IS game of the week on the uh, on the rugby dungeon. <laughs> the IS. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Islamic State game of the week. <laughs> Wow. We are joking. Um, oh dear. Um, LeoVegas.com. They're brilliant. They're awesome. And uh, our game of the week is at the Rec Bath v Wasps on Friday night, 7.45 kickoff. Right. So Bath's luck is running out. Uh, what they're good at, I think they're all quite good up front. They're, they're, they're pretty muscular. But there's only so many pieces of the puzzle that you can remove before you no longer even have a puzzle. And that's what they're doing. I mean, you can't have a competitive team and have as many replacements. And they've done this for two years now. And everyone gets on my back saying, oh, well, you know, injury crisis, that, that in, this, in, sorry, injury crisis, this, injury crisis, that. But they did it last year and they brought in a load of people that we never, that we never really heard of. And they've done it again this year. So this year, they've gone you know, across the Seven Bridge and got substandard Welsh players. Um, so it happened at Sale. And I think it's going to happen even worse at home to Wasps, who will tear them to shreds. Now, Bath... Just on the injury crisis, they are missing two of the best players in the league in Talupe Falatao mm-hmm. and Samita Rokadaguni. Yeah, but they also would... have like Lowe, who is still a genuine beast. You know? he, he and, is... le- and let's cancel for the for the for the, for the, for the purpose of this matchup. Let's cancel Falatao because Wasps are missing Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes. Yeah, yeah. 
you got to remember, Bath came up to the AJ Bell, right, with probably the most expensive 10-12 combo in the in the league. Uh, with, nah. With, well, well, I guess you if you count uh, Reese Priestland as a 12, which is where he was playing. Exactly. So, But <laughs> Reese Priestland is not a 12. I, well, my point is that they're not... That, my point isn't that they're spending money on really good players. Well, they're all spending money on really good players. My point is... Yes, they're spending money, but it all seems like square square pegs in round holes, and that's exactly where I, I was like, you know, the Reese Priest and Burns combo is probably, oh well, it's one of the worst combos that I've uh, that I've seen played in ten twelve. Yeah, they they won't be playing that again unless they absolutely have to, unless they really are that sure. Yeah, because it simply and, doesn't work. And there's no Benny Taps, and there's no uh, Max Clark, and. I yeah. mean, I'd I'd much rather have JJ at thirteen and Banners at twelve. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not a, it's not a bad option because I don't think I th- also think the way that Reese Priestland plays doesn't allow Freddie Burns to be as creative as as he is because he's not got that not got that threat to give to. Yeah, and they don't work uh, like two uh, typical distributors. Got gone to him. I, I we've gone over the injury thing, but I do think it is worth just saying they are they are missing. Well, no, they are one missing a load of players and. Talupe Falatal, Dave Atwood out of a team is yeah. some pretty guys. Their front row and what they've got, they're missing guys in the front row, but they're also, as we've talked about before, the guys they had who looked like a few years ago they were going to be future England internationals are now shadows of the players they were. Yeah. So yeah. they've got issues they need to address. However, this is Bath at the wreck, and I don't think you judge them on a trip to Sale Sharks a couple of days before Christmas. When they were well, no, I think you do. by but... their own standards, but I don't. I, I I think this is the this is a litmus test for them, and if they're serious top four contenders, I expect them to play well. I expect it to be close. I, I could see this going either way. I think it'll be really tight. Uh, I don't. I think it's one more traffic to wasps. Now, wasps attack is working brilliantly. They yeah. they they are Eastman's come in as that second playmaker. Sippers is looking good. Willie Rue, Christian Wade, all. Working very well. I think, oh. in particular, Ace Eastman will be very effective against Bath. Now, one of the things that Bath have done exceptionally well, regardless of who's been on the pitch, and something they did phenomenally well in both games against Toulon, was their defence. Mm. They did it brilliantly against Scarlets earlier yep. in the season, and they've done it twice against Toulon. And Blackadder has got that defence so organised, so well drilled, and so well disciplined. That I think, so on paper, I think Wasp should win, but I think that that Bath team is going to suffocate got, and starve Wasps. Yeah, they've got a lot of dog dog in them. Bath. Yeah, I think um, it'd be very close. They're definitely better than the players that they, that they put out. But like I say before, I think their luck's run out. I think the two long games really took it out of them. Sale really showed them up. Uh, just a word on Eastman, though. I think he'll be effective because Eastman is very much the ropey player's ropey player. You, you, I think you have to play alongside him to realise how good he is. And I think he'll actually f- frighten Bath. I think there'll be a lot of talk about Eastman prior to the game. Yeah, he, he's he's quite different yeah. to a lot of players they play. So, so so, what are you saying then, Jay? I am saying Wasp by 20. Tim? Um... I'm th- I'm thinking I'm thinking wasp, but I'm 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 just gonna chuck a curveball in and go bath by four. Wow, big shout! I'm gonna say I think you're right on the the points difference, Tim. I think wasps are just gonna edge it. I think it'll be wasps by four. 
Mm. And that is the... That's our Leo Vegas game of the week. Right. LeoVegas.com and their mobile app. Mm. So, sorry just to go back into this game. <laughs> right. The reason you're wrong, Phil. Yeah. You in particular are wrong. If it's a close game, Wasps will lose. But I don't think it will be uh, close. Yeah. I don't think Wasps will dog it out with anyone particularly well. But I think they can blow them off the park. If it does turn into that scrap, that's when I think Tim will be right. So I think that Wasps will probably control a lot of the game. Mm. But because of the dog in Bath, they'll just sneak it. Mm, but we'll, we will see. We will see on Friday yes, night. We, we have passed the halfway point in the in the season and, and there's only four points between them. Wasps have had a bad start. Bath had a good start, and it, they've gone in, in an inverse. So this is a it's a big big moment in the season for both sides. Well, it particularly is. for Bath, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next game then. So Saturday, Gloucester host Sail Sharks, three p.m. at King's Home. Mm, this is Gloucester at King's Home, isn't it? Yeah. Give me Gloucester. I think Sail will win this. Mm. I think they're looking for a statement. I know, I know they're looking for a statement. State, statement Diamond's here. always looking for a statement, isn't he? But I, 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 not only do I think they want to do it, I think they can do it. And they were so impressive against Bath, they didn't concede a single try. If they can contain Gloucester and then get their own attacking game going, you know, do you know when I said they're the best team of ball and something, hand? Something, so, yeah, which is something that Exeter and Saracens haven't managed at King's Home this season, so it'll be mm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, if they can get their attack going... It's not going to be, not not going to be a problem. So JB saying sale, me and Tim saying Gloucester. Then yeah. a big big game, uh, huge game in the season. London Irish host Newcastle. Newcastle fresh off a good win against uh, Quinns, a very narrow win against Quinns. Right. Are we thinking Toby Flood is any good? Where are we with Toby Flood? We haven't really seen enough of him. I think he's only played what about four or five games this season. So he's been injured for, for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's coming to a team which were doing quite well and developing under a young fly half. I thought his first game was pretty poor, actually. There again, he had a really good game, game uh, uh, last week. And the question I'm sort of mulling around is, is putting this 30-odd-year-old fly half, if he's 10% better than, you know... Um, Hodgson, is it worth it when Hodgson was developing so well? Mm. I think the, I think that Richards in particular will want his experience of big games. Yeah, and experience yeah, of knowing I, I, how to I, win. I, we shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge Toby Flood now. He, he's, he hasn't played many games, but going to Irish is a is a game that, bearing in mind the form they've had, they should be going. We're going. We're going for four points. So let's yeah. see if he brings it home. Let's go oh, five points. Yeah, they'll take four, won't they? Yeah. Um, okay. Irish have to win. Irish yeah. have to win this one. I have seen nothing which makes me think that Irish can win. I'm with you. Well, on that, that. that first game of the season, they look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just they they don't play with confidence. Their their ball in hand is terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not very good. They don't they don't look like they don't look like full timers. Um, in terms of <laughs> well, it's own, what it's what was it was, it's oh! what was pointed out in the build God in, damn in the it. build up on BT Sport. Tim. Huh? We forgot to mention a hero of the game let himself down badly on the weekend. Oh, did did, did you see see O'Callaghan? Oh. oh my goodness, I did. That was one of the worst oh. incidents I have seen on a on a rugby field. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I and won't, say that because we know what happened. That's... We saw it. 
I know what it looked like. Well, yeah, he'd be. It always, I would have sent him off for an HIA. I, I'm 100% with you there. Do you know what I would have done? If you go down holding your head, you have to go off. Yeah, and not only that, actually, he pretended to be knocked out. So that you actually override the HIA at that point and just send him off. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. What, 100% should, should have happened. It was, it was a joke. And the worst thing is who he is. You'd understand if he's some sort of kid, you know, or just trying to milk a penalty as some you know, journeyman. This is a legend of the game. A true legend. It broke my heart, and he should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. Right. Sorry, where were we on this game? Uh, uh, I, I, Irish absolutely have to win. Uh, oh, 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 that's what I was saying. BT Sport, in the build-up to the Irish-Worcester game, highlighted before the match how London Irish lose a load of tries from first phase, and yeah. then they went yes. and lost two tries from first phase. Yeah. It's so, which suggests to me it's either like ability, or, or well, no, actually, it's not even ability. It's just Mental, either the it? it's really bad organisation, but I don't think that because it's basics. You know who your man is, or it's attitude. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hang on, it's defence. So it's one of two things: it's line speed, <laughs> or, or attitude. Attitude. Yeah. Every, every, you know, <laughs> one of those two things. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but the positive of that is it's solvable, mm. and I'm. Do you know what? I'm sod it. I'm going for an. I'm going for an Irish sneak in a win. I'm not because now you mentioned the first phase thing. And you think about Newcastle, and Newcastle sure. do have good strike moves with powerful. They walls. do. Cino, Cino, power. Harris, power. Gonover, power. Yeah, so. Gonover, or Sonotti, Sonotti. You got four guys there who can either come through the centre or off the wing. Yeah. It's a lot yeah, to contain. And they're very well structured. I, I, it's going to be a big Newcastle win, I think. I, I don't think it'll be a big win because I think it'll be, it will be brought down to a scrappy level. But I think Newcastle will win by Ten. seven points. Yeah, they'll win by a, a, yeah. a, a score at least. Newcastle by a score. Uh, Saracens will comfortably beat Worcester. Yes, correct. That could be 20 points. 20 point win to and Saracens. Wins will... Comfortably beat Northampton. Yeah, um, no, I'm not having that. You're not. No, I think it'd be very Quincy to lose this. Yeah, but Quins have lost a couple. They've lost three on the bounce. So it, the the Quincy thing to do after losing three on the bounce uh, would would be a big win. Yeah, but not against Northampton. <laughs> Saracens, yeah, yeah. Um, Toulon definitely. Uh, Northampton by three. Uh, do you not think it's strange that uh, Dickinson or Dick, Dick, Dickson or what's the DOR called now? Sam Dickinson. No, Alan Dix. Alan oh, right, Alan, Alan Dickens. He looks Alan like Jim, he, he looks like Jim Allender's lost weight. <laughs> 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 he looks like an ill Jim Allender. <laughs> wow, Jim's really taking this hard. <laughs> uh, yes, Northampton. Uh, next. Give me Quinns. Give me Quinns by... Two clear scores, fifteen points. Northampton by three. Okay. Final. Queens by ten. Queens by ten. Yeah. Final game. Exeter host Leicester. Oh, poor Leicester. Yeah, this is just what you don't need to get get back on the horse going away to Sandy Park. There is no way they win this. Uh, Exeter by extra bonus point win. Yeah. Exeter. We didn't really mention the Northampton Exeter game. No, we didn't. Exeter. Chudley starting scored a brilliant try. Yeah, it was a chip and chase. Or... It was, yeah. yeah. Um, 
didn't really see much positive from Northampton in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and Exeter squeezing out a 82nd minute try to get the bonus point. Good. Was very, very impressive from them. So, uh, yeah, give me Exeter by 12 points. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Yep. Tim? I'll um yeah I'll uh I'll refrain from giving a prediction on this. I I what do you think I should when I'm working at a game? Do you think I should give a prediction? Yeah, yeah, definitely. fine. I I my my gut feeling says X. Well, no, not even gut feeling. Exeter should win. Yes, mm. I just I suddenly thought if I'm working at a game and I've got to go and stand with Matt O'Connor, you know we're we're a big deal, guys. People listen to us. <laughs> that is true. Um. Uh, also, it's giving us a tremendous amount of credit, and you a tremendous amount of credit, thinking that we could influence the game. Although, imagine if something happens, like you prevent the quick throw-in, Tim. After, <laughs> you know. Tim knocks the ball yeah. out of like, Johnny May's hands. I've like, got an accumulator going on, leovegas.com. Exactly. Right? Or, like you're, or you're holding a coffee, and then someone tries to get your attention, and you, you, they lunge forward, and you spill the coffee on a player, or you know, some, <laughs> some crazy train of events which uh, leads to uh, an accusation of you match-fixing. Match just to get, <laughs> yeah, just to get your... Uh, uh, kind of credit for, for nominating the right team. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got to be careful. Mm. Yeah, you do. Well, uh, thanks to... And that brings uh, another fine podcast to a close. Yes. We, we wanted to make sure you had something for this this little between Christmas and New Year window. Yeah, when you don't really know what day it is. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> I think it's Wednesday today, but it I don't is. really know. Well, I want to go out for a beer tonight, but I've literally got no friends left. <laughs> I just, I just find myself thinking any time of day or night is is appropriate to eat cheese. It's, yes, it's, yes, it's it's awful. Do you know what I did? I taught myself. And, and wonderful. Uh, I've not got any family in the house now. They're, they're all still in Wales, and um, I like going. I like going and dining on my own. It, it is one mm. of life's joys just to take yourself to a restaurant of your choice and not to talk to anyone. I love. I I do actually really enjoy eating on my own. Yeah. Eating a nice, I'll have what I want. I'll right. check my phone, I'll read what I want. Yeah, no one's going to call me rude yeah. or unattentive. Yeah. I'll just read the politics news. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, right, let's bring this to a close. You can find us on, on Twitter, uh, at Rugby Podcast, on Instagram, which we detailed earlier. I'm not going to do it again. And on Facebook. <laughs> and make sure you do download uh, the podcast, subscribe to it. And most importantly, and it is important, we do appreciate it, please leave us an a iTunes review. Push us back up those charts. Or, or don't. It's up to you. Right. And, uh, and, and on future podcasts, because we've had loads of emails on this, we will be getting right into and ramping up towards the Tier 2 Tour to Madrid in March, which is getting ever closer. So uh, hit subscribe and then we'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, um, one last thing be- be- before we go, gents. When this is downloaded tomorrow, we will have hit 4 million downloads for the year. So congratulations to us. That is in the, that is wow. in the, that is in the 12 months. So all going strong here. Very good. <laughs> good How do you like them apples? Exactly. Yeah. Righty hope. See you later. Bye. In a bit. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.